Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, Get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You can either be a friend of the show, a friend with benefits... Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but I'll say for anything picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. By the way, that ad, It's a little long. dated. <laughs> dated. Long. We're the only show that has an ad with three guys talking over each other. Trying to get you to spend a dollar a month. Here's an ad for you. Fucking just give us a dollar. Just uh-huh. give it to us. Just give it. Just give mm-hmm. it. Show me the money. Actually, you know what? If you sign up for our Patreon this month, I will enter you in a drawing to win a free Masters of the Cinematic Universe t-shirt. What? How about that? How about that? Oh, wow. There you go. You like you the spend a buck and get a twenty-two fifty whatever dollar shirt. That's a good deal. I'll throw in a buck. <laughs> yeah. Can we subscribe and uns- or can we unsubscribe? <laughs> You're just going to have Yeah. <laughs> Wait a goddamn minute. You guys are not eligible. Is this new subscribers uh, only? <laughs> the hosts of the fucking show are not eligible. No. Oh, man. No. It'd be funny. Just <laughs> that Joe would be and I are the only funny. two. And it's a 50 50 shot at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good odds. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Back to uh to, to old pedophile pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> uh, we uh we now uh, see uh the battle of the bands and Scott's there and uh notices Ramona right away. Also there is Wallace, Stacy, and her friend Jimmy. <laughs> I, I love the whole Jimmy plot it's so much fucking yep. fun. Uh then all of a sudden I realize Knives is also there, which makes this really fucking awkward for Scott. Um, as everyone immediately stares at him because everyone knows what's going on except for Knives and Ramona. <laughs> um, so Scott's like, I gotta go right now. <laughs> and he runs away backstage to hide like a little bitch. Um, Crash and the boys take the stage and we find out they have a female drummer who uh, Kim is really upset about. Uh, which is funny because every band in this movie has a female drummer. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. You start watching it. Um, everyone has a female drummer in it, uh, and you know, Crash and the Boys are pretty good. Uh, you know, Steven's kind of freaked out, uh, being like, "Oh, we can't follow this," which is just funny because this dude has like zero confidence yet. Michael Sarah has all the confidence in the world, and he is the talent. Um, so I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, but okay, I'll go with it. Um, uh, Mike, uh, or no, Michael Sarah. I keep wanting to call him Michael Sarah. That's Scott. <laughs> He's focused on the fact that Stacy is about to out him to Ramona and Knives because she's in the middle of like the two of them talking and it's really kind of a, uh, it's kind of obvious. So, you know, Scott's like, we gotta go play right now. So, uh, sex, bob, bomb, mom, sex, bob, bomb goes on stage 
and they start to play a love song about a garbage truck, which makes me think of our friend Will, the Patreon <laughs> Patreon member Will Lahew. He's like, I'll take you on a date on my garbage truck. Which also, this does sound like a Beck song now that I know that piece of trivia. Like, this totally sounds like a Beck song. Yeah, you can hear it. Yep. Um, and in the middle of their performance, out of nowhere, someone crashes into the room to attack Scott. And we get our next clip, which is also our first fight of the movie. Mr. Pilgrim! Matthew Patel, consider our fight begun. season and for some reason all the little jocks wanted me. Matthew was the only non-white non-jock boy in town so the two of us joined forces and we took them all down. We brawled and scrapped and fought for hours. Nothing could beat Matthew's mystical powers. We only kissed once after a week and a half. Told him to hit the showers. Dude wait. Mystical powers? You'll pay for this full hours if you want to fight me. What? Ha, you're not the brightest. You won't know what's hit you in the slightest. That's good. Maybe you'll see. 
Wait, coins. <laughs> well, it's nice meeting you. Tell your gay friends I said bye. Gay friends? Wallace, again? Oh my God. A man, 240. It's not even enough for the bus home. I'll lend you the 35 cents. Yeah, so sex bob arm wins. Sex bob arm what? Seven evil ex-boyfriend? Seven evil exes, yes. And I have to fight defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes if we're going to continue to date? Pretty much. So what you're saying right now is we are dating? Uh, I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, this is our introduction to like the real meat of this movie. Now <laughs> what this movie like actually technically is about, um, randomly he will have to fight her ex-boyfriends as they pop up. <laughs> but I guess he didn't read the email cause it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, this dude comes out of the sky. Um, uh, his name is Matthew Patel, Matthew Patel, Matthew Patel. <laughs> um, He's wearing like a Blues Clues pirate shirt. <laughs> Pirates are in this year. Yeah, he's a he's an Indian guy. Uh, he he sings the weirdest fucking song, <laughs> like it's some weird Bollywood shit. Um, it, yeah, let's get this guy the most Indian sounding song yeah. possible. And it's not awesome. even like good. It's the worst part. <clears throat> yeah, it was bad. I mean, purposely so, but it, it yeah. was bad. I really almost wish they would have had Kumail Nanjiani when he was young as hell. Like, <laughs> play this role. That would have just, like, sealed this for me, like, perfect. Like, he, the, the, um, as uh, a Satya Baba. Is that the guy's name who played him? Mm-hmm. Satya Baba? So. Um, he did a fantastic job, but I don't know why some, some part of me just wanted Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> um, the demon hipster chick things threw me off. <laughs> I don't really... S L Ick. Yeah, yeah, not my favorite. I, I, I kind of, I feel like Aziz Ansari would have been a good choice too. Yeah, it would have worked also. Um, I would have yeah, been okay yeah. with that. But Aziz is kind of like too cool. Like, I know Aziz. Like he, his like power. He's like the the. He's kind of like a Michael Sarah in that way, where he's like the nerd, but he's but he actually yes. comes off sometimes as kind of cool also. Mm-hmm. Gonna, in video game logic too you want your first boss to be the weakest you know if we're going yes. by like uh uh what's what's that game punch out logic like you do you fight glass jaw first <laughs> yeah. right so yeah i mean it's you know he had kind of a whack song also i'm glad that like the timing worked really well for them to introduce like this sort of macguffin of the movie yep. because Scott Pilgrim was was really starting to wear on my last fucking nerves at <laughs> yeah. this point. Um, also, like, he does not look like he'd have any ability to fight whatsoever. And yeah. dude comes out, like, with fucking straight-up fight skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I dig that about this movie. Um, because, like, even Scott, without even having to figure out what's going on, he fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, he has to get ha- told by Wallace, fuck! Yes, I know, but... Yes, I, I know, but <laughs> I know. he's like... He's right into it. Yeah. He's skilled. You know, which is like one less thing that we've got to deal with being set up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where he's got to learn what he has to do. and it, You know? So, I, I dig that. I, I, I kind of do, too. Like, because it, it seems, like, impossible, but it happens anyways. Um. Yeah, yeah, he's just got like latent superpowers, yeah. and right, th- it just happens. You're like, okay, like it, I, I will accept that. The design of the fights is really cool too, because it's very, very video game in style, like stylistically speaking, along mm-hmm. with the versus KO. Like it, it, yeah, they do a very excellent job. You know, they bring up their stats and everything, <laughs> uh, which also, as you start watching through the movie, you'll realize as each evil X comes up, they're gonna have all kinds of number symbolism around them. 
like as to which boyfriend they were. Um, so he's ones. There's a lot of one symbolism. Uh, whereas yeah. you know the two and three now. With Scott, he's got a Smashing Pumpkin Zero shirt on. He drinks Coke Zero because he's boyfriend Zero right now, currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. You'll find it through the movie when it gives her, like, stat screens times one, times two, times three. Like, it's very, very, like, Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, when he kills him, he gets coins, which apparently wasn't even enough for the bus ride home. <laughs> That's real insulting to my man there. Yeah. Like, God damn. I'm 240. That's it. It's not even enough for the bus. I'll give you the extra 35 cents, uh, which cool bit of trivia. That was actually the fare for a bus in Toronto at that point in time when they filmed this as well. Hmm. Um, I also like the running point uh, where uh, Wallace steals Jimmy. <laughs> He's like making out with him. Uh, it is just funny. Um and uh, Ramona, you know, gets in the bus with, with with Scott and tries to tell him what's going on. And all he hears is we're dating. He doesn't hear any of the rest of it again. Right. Um, he's like, can we make out? Um, a lot of symbolism in this movie. There's X's everywhere. Like earlier they were walking in the snow, there's a big X in the snow. He wears an X-Men patch on his jacket. As they're in this bus, if you look in the windows, you can see tiny hearts and X's in the lights that are they're passing by also. Yeah. That's is, very Edgar, right? Yeah, it's really cool, the, all the hidden stuff in here. Um, So when the scene ends, it's, it's kind of weird. They decided to put a laugh track in and go for a Seinfeld thing. It's like... And like all the jokes between him and Wallace for the next like minute or two have a Seinfeld like backing to them. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, You know, he Scott's trying to tell Wallace he needs to place to himself because he got to second and a half base in. <laughs> He wants to go a little further uh, with Ramona. And Wallace tells him, well, you can have it as long as you break up with knives right now. Scott, being the little bitch he is, but it's too hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. That's that's a line I use a lot. (laughs) It's so hard. Give me that bacon. (laughs) Uh, Right as he says this. Um, that, that he can't, you know, have both of them. Jimmy walks out of the bathroom and I love Scott looks at him like, what? And then Walsh's like, look, I didn't write the gay rule book. If you got a problem with that, dig up like Liberace's ghost. It's <laughs> like great <laughs> fucking line. Uh, and, uh, we find out Scott's going to start, or no, Wallace is going to be stalking this guy, Lucas Lee. Um, who Scott doesn't know who that is, but it's, it's an action movie star. We see a bunch of movie posters and he's on TV and he's played by Chris Evans, uh, which, you know, we get another superhero tie in here with, you know, Captain America, uh, slash human torch. Um, although he doesn't look like, he doesn't look very Chris Evans in this movie. No, as no. at least not to how I'm used to seeing him. He looks way more, uh, I don't even know how to like describe the look I'm thinking about here but it doesn't look like what you picture him to look like. Um, he's, he's rocking like the same kind of beard style. You are like the, you know, the chin strap situation. Yeah. It's very angular and very like in the eyebrows. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In the greaser here. You know, used to see in my man. Yeah. And he yeah. talks like this those times. This is this really, uh, <laughs> I'm Maury from big mouth voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you found a way to do it in this episode. Jesus I know, Christ. Right? Yes, I did. Yep. You're welcome. Of course you are. Um, so Scott decides he has to do the thing he doesn't want to do. And he, uh, he, he gets in a phone booth and he calls knives who in a stalker fashion is like, are you wearing a jacket? Are you in like this hat? And this, and he's like, what the fuck? And he turns around and she's <laughs> right there. Um, they, uh, they go to the, the music store and Scott's like, you can tell he's like hating the fact he has to do this, but he has to do it. Um, and I pulled, now this is actually a really short clip. This is actually only a little less than a minute clip. But um, wow. I titled this clip, The Awkward Racist Pedophile Breakup. Jeez. Yeah, listen. Um, oh, hey, um, I wanted to invite you over for dinner. Like, Chinese food? To my parents. It's my birthday dinner. I think that's a really bad idea. No, it's okay. Why? I'm too old for you. No, you're not. My dad's nine years older than my mom. Are you even allowed to date outside your race or whatever? I don't care. I'm 
Listen, I was thinking we should break up or whatever. Really? Yeah. It's not gonna work out. Oh. Yeah. So, way to go, Scott. Yeah, yep, like like I couldn't like this character any fucking less. <laughs> and I didn't realize that till this time listening to this. Um, this is the first time I've actually put two and two together and figured this out. It's her birthday, which means she's finally going to be legal. And he's breaking up with her. Yes. <laughs> also, you mean Chinese food? Like what the fuck, dude? Oh yeah, that was. Uh, come on, man. God damn it, Scott. You fuck. are you even allowed to date outside your race? <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck? Whoa, he just yeah, got... he'll try anything to end this. Like, well, but even like, be that. Yeah. I mean, wow. Like, I didn't like him that much to start with, but it just got worse and worse. Uh, and yeah, he's not the greatest dude. But no. She's in love with him for some reason. Ugh. I don't get it. No, I, I, I like this movie, man, but I really fucking hate this character. I know. And he's supposed to be the protagonist. He's supposed to be the person we're cheering for. I know. Uh, I guess it makes it easier to watch him get his ass kicked, though. Yeah. Like I said, the real hero of this movie is Wallace. <laughs> I mean, listen, Gearden uh, Culkin is a treat, man, and and I have been watching Succession. Yeah. Um, with my wife, we're only. In, I think we just started season three, and that that dude carries the show for me. Oh, he does absolutely. Yeah. Him and Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Uh, thank you for mentioning Greg. Greg, whoever wrote his dialogue is a hero. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that shit is funny as fuck. It's so good. Yeah. Because uh, he says all the things like everyone's actually thinking. I love. Oh, yeah. We just. Uh, I think it was in season two where he's like. He's looking for his first place in the city and he goes to this little, you know, loft space or whatever. And, and, you know, the bed, like the ceilings are super low and the guy, the real estate guy's like, yeah, you know, um, there's a, there's a a lot of storage, um, potential storage situation here. And he's like, I'm having a problem storing myself. (laughs) And (laughs) like, God, I love that character. I wonder if that's where the term low overhead comes from. (laughs) He's a giant. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. big. Like he is so he's like six six, six seven, some crazy. Yeah. And skinny and tall, so like even weirder. Um yep. so back at band practice, Kim asks where knives is, and Scott says they broke up as he plays the baseline from Final Fantasy two. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't even realize that Kim is insulting him. She's like, Scott, you're the salt of the earth. Oh, thank you. I meant scum of the earth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um Steven then like makes a proclamation. No more girlfriends at practice It's too much of a distraction and they need to get better. Um, and as they start to play the doorbell rings and Scott instantly ditches for Ramona, who's now has blue hair. Um, Scott says, uh, young Neil can take over for him on base. Cause he knows all the parts also, uh, which I, I find is funny. Cause it's not the point of practice. The point of practice is to get tied as a group, but yes, maybe it's a proof, um, you know, precursor to what's coming. Uh, so Scott now leaves with Ramona and they head back to Scott and Wallace's place. Um, Scott is cooking and Wallace is trying to get out so he can go see Lucas Lee. Um, but you know, Scott's like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could be here and do this. And, and Wallace's like, then just come and find me at the castle when you fuck up in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get this weird, like time jump. And they're eating garlic bread 15 minutes later, um, which we get the most sad fact in the world that bread makes you fat. Because <laughs> that, that hurts my heart because I love bread. Um, flash forward and he's playing a song that basically just says Ramona, 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 Ramona. And she can't wait till he writes the rest of it. <laughs> um, then uh, they're making out and she mentions his hair and he remembers this time he got a haircut right before he broke up. And then basically he's been cutting his own hair and has like an anxiety, a panic attack because of the fact that she mentioned his hair and like, you know, he decides like 
he needs to put a hat on, but in order to put a hat on, they have to go outside because the fact that it's cold and that's what the hat's for. Yes. It's, it's so fucking cringe and awkward. Like I just, this character, yuck. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, um, apparently we find out that in the breakup, Scott got dumped. And then that brings us to our next clip of the night. Get his sloppy seconds. Hey, I'm gonna get a coffee. Homies want anything? No, I just need something. Take it. Get me my board. Hi. Big fan. Why wouldn't you be? Wow. Wow. 
No. And that's a wrap, everybody. Hey, where's Ramona? Is she still here? Nope. She totally bailed. What's the deal? Seriously. So we got our second battle here. Um, it's kind of a fun one because uh, you can tell the Lucas Lee guy doesn't really care. He's more, he's probably the next, the biggest narcissist in the movie, I think. Um, They're neck and neck. Yeah. It's a different style of narcissism. Yeah, because his is, uh, you know, somewhat founded in. <laughs> in um, yeah. Cool bit of trivia. That's actually Chris Evans' stunt team, like his doubles. Like those are all his actual real stunt doubles that he uses in movies. That makes sense. Um, there's number twos everywhere. On the bottom of a skateboard, the logo, the LL, like the Lucas Lee logo on the bottom, is actually the Toronto City flag upside down. <laughs> um, and uh, I cut a little bit of the the fights out, but uh, one of the the lines that's dropped in there is like, "Man, it's so cool to meet you." Of course it is. Um, there, the Edgar Wright got told that by the singer of a of a band one time when he told him he said that to him. He's like. Oh man, it's really good. Or like, it was really awesome to meet you. you know, why wouldn't it be? Right. So he stole that from a real life experience. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. I, I, I want to say it was like was the, it? the hives. Or the something. hives. Yeah. I think it was the hives. I think it was yeah. the hives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say it's one of those the type, hives? those type of bands. Yeah. The hives. I Get know. the fuck out of your hives. Yeah. Right. Well, I but, thought you were going to say like Noel Gallagher or something. That actually you know I mean? checks though. Yeah. They think way more highly of themselves than they should. I guess that's the vibe yeah. I've gotten from them. So I, you know, yeah. But, um, so he gets to, to the fight with him. Uh, he basically takes out the entire stunt team. Um, and then, ha- then he gets to fight him, but he knows he's going to have a hard time beating him one-on-one. So he tricks him basically into doing a skate, uh, a skateboard thingy over on that thing. The grindy thingy. Yeah. Um, and then he gets on there and goes hauling ass down this like, super duper like crazy uh staircase set and he um you know dies uh does this castle look familiar to you although mm. i'm sure it does but where is it from it's a famous location used in a lot of movies uh one of them it was used for was professor xavier's school for the gifted in the x-men movies oh shit ah, yeah. okay that's cool yeah so it's the x-men fortress uh yeah that's neat um so and uh, sorry, I lost track of my mind there. <laughs> um, I lost my notes. Uh, Ramona basically ditches, and Scott's like, "What the what the fuck? I just did this whole thing for you, and you you left. I'm a little bitch." Hey, but did he do much? All he did was trick the guy into killing himself. Well, he did fight off the entire stunt double team okay yeah i guess that's i like wallace at the beginning goes evil act you know fight (laughs) (laughs) oh also i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but when ramona does give scott her phone number it's got seven x's under it um which he just thought were kisses (laughs) oh yeah right that's true i do remember that um and the number she gives him is an actual number that universal puts in a lot of its movies to a line they own because they didn't want to have to do the standard five, five, five number. <laughs> so they bought an That's actual smart. phone number and use that phone number in the movies. So it looks like a real phone number. What happens That's if smart. you call it? I don't know. I've never done it. Um, Would you do it. I will. If we could get the, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't write it down. Someone, you want to look for it, Eric? Look, yeah, look, look for it in the, in the scenes. I'm sure you had the movie up because you always do. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to get my phone connected here because I'm going to connect my phone to the roadcaster so we can actually call it on the air. <laughs> it's got to be so like you know, it's two one two something. It's it's in the yes. scene where like the one night stand. I think that's New York City. All right, I got my phone connected here. I know it's a two one two number. All right, I've got it. It's two one two. All right, six six four. Seven six six five. Okay, now if someone answers this, <laughs> oh, I'll freak out. Let's go. Here we go. Let's, let's call his number. It is New York. Hello. We can help you find another business in the area. 
since the number you called is not in service. I'll look oh. for you now. Well, I guess they uh, don't own the number anymore. Yeah, fucking forget to pay the bill on that one, Universal, you fucks. Yeah, you Universal fuckery is what that is. But uh, we tried. And that's what you get from Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We try. <laughs> We're the best at trying. Um... <laughs> uh, so um, Scott tries to call her the next day, but apparently she won't answer because he needs to find a new business. <coughs> that was actually perfect timing because <laughs> that made me fucking laugh. Oh, uh, Scott! Scott is a whiny bitch. I mean, he just—he's whining about everything. Fucking Wallace is done with it. Uh, he realizes her phone number has seven X's on it, and Wallace tells says, hey, maybe you should just tell her, you know, the L word. And Scott's like, what, lesbians? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, um, Wallace says he is actually actively, actively rooting for their relationship because he wants Scott the fuck out, and he doesn't want to feel guilty about it. Um, the phone rings. Scott answers it thinking it's going to be Ramona, and it's actually Envy. She asks how Scott is in his very seductive voice. And uh, Scott starts to tell her he's not going to tell her about Ramona, but instantly tells her about Ramona. He does this a couple times in the movie where he's like, I'm not going to talk about it, then immediately talks about it. Um, Knives uh, then calls and Wallace answers. And this is a pretty funny scene. You, you see Scott run as he opens the door with Knives standing there and jump out the window. And he's like, yeah, Scott's not here. <laughs> um, and then Scott reaches his arm back and through the window to grab his jacket. Yeah, no, I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him. <laughs> that shit was pretty funny. Like, that, that was so over the top. Yeah, yeah. They, they made me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to use the drops here. It gave me. <laughs> I haven't used them yet. So, like, I, I got to do this because I, I kept begging him to give me the drops, and he finally gave them to me, so now I got to use them. It only took me, like, seven months to send them to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. Seven's a good number. You know, yeah. seven seven evil months. Seven evil months. Oh, so the phone number. They don't have it tied to anything, but they own it, so it's not used. Ah. Uh, That's what it is. So they don't, they can, they've used it in multiple movies, but it's not connected to anything. They really That's should, and lame. they should have some kind of cool message when you call it. Yeah, yeah man. I, know. I was, I I'm a sucker well, for that, Well, I too. guess, the, I'll yeah. bet you that costs more money, like, than just buying the number and blocking it me and I my mean, son called the uh, mario brothers phone number for the yeah. plumbing service yeah it's fucking it was cool man you, from you, the cartoon or from the one from the the latest movie from the oh, animated okay. one yeah. that's cool it, it, we, like used, we used to call jeffrey giraffe on people's birthdays yeah dude remember the the freddy krueger phone line like they used to run commercials for oh no no. It's like a fucking 1-800 number. It's like, call me Freddy Krueger and I'll fucking... Oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was awesome, man. Did you, I missed um, that. Do you remember Fartagram? I remember Fartagram. Fartagram.com. Yes. That was like the best thing ever. Um, Once again, Tom and Dan introduced that to me when Dan was calling people his mom especially. <laughs> he was Fartagramming his mom every day. Uh, I The best one ever, though, I wish I could find the recording of this. I got my grandpa with it. Um, So, Doug, you know what Fartagram is? I've heard of it through you. Okay. So like basically you can call any number and have it show up as from any other number. So like I can call Eric from your phone number, basically like, so it would look like you were calling Eric and then when Eric would pick up the phone, it would be whatever the pre-recorded um, fartogram I sent was. My favorite one was Mitch from the white swallow. <laughs> it was basically a gay bar and the whole premise of the, the joke was to say, I found this phone at the gay bar type, type thing. So I called my grandpa from my dad's phone. And so it looked like my dad's phone was calling my grandpa. And my grandpa answered, he's like, hello? And he goes, yeah, this is Mitch from the White Swallow. I found this phone here last night. Well, what are you talking about? And he goes, you don't got to be ashamed. I, your number was in here and it's labeled big boy. <laughs> and then my grandpa's like, I don't know what you're talking about, you stupid son of a bitch. Calm down. It's okay. You're allowed to be like, and then my grandpa's getting madder and madder at the phone. Holy <laughs> this fuck. automated thing. 
And then finally, the guy's like, you don't got to be ashamed. My girl was, I'm not ashamed. I have cancer and I'm a war veteran. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. My God. <laughs> he rolls out the cancer on the war veteran. Uh, I wish I could find the recording. It was literally the best thing ever. Like, And then at the end, it's like, you've got a fartogram. <laughs> I wish they still had the side up. But <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Oh, I laughed so fucking hard and sent it to everybody in our family. And everybody in our family died. <laughs> Oh, uh, so anyways, back to the movie. Uh, Scott's now walking away after jumping out of the window and he's hearing all these voices in his head. Um, you know, things he's thinking about. And then he's in an alleyway and randomly he gets attacked by this like weird, like smoke monster from Lost Girl. Because <laughs> it's what it looked like. It looked like the smoke monster from Lost coming and attacking him. Um, and it turns out to be a girl. Um, this is a punk rocker has kind of like a Southern accent and her name is Roxy Richter played by Mae Whitman. Um, it's funny though. He's like, I'm not really in the mood for this right now. And she leaves like weird that she actually left. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So Scott now calls, uh, Stacy, uh, his sister saying he needs to talk to her at work. So he's going to her work, but she's left by the time he gets there. But guess who's there? Julie. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza and mm-hmm. she just wants to give him shit because I think she likes Scott secretly um also I like how they um every time she says fuck they bloop 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 it like with oh, the yeah. so great and the reason that this is is because this is a PG-13 movie and they couldn't use but one curse word and they use it later in one in, in the scene with uh with uh Brie Larson and in Todd mm-hmm. okay now in your hundred and one trivia facts about this movie because you you hit on something that i felt too like i felt like uh like i don't know that character did seem to like scott but it felt like they cut scenes that sort of gave that some more depth you know what i mean it was like it felt half-baked like why is she so angry and invested in this kid's life i don't know yeah it seemed like that come up at all like which was did she have more to do in this movie and they just axed it? They didn't They didn't say that in there, but they did. it did say that, like, she seems like she's into Scott also. Like, they did pick up on that vibe also. Because okay. it does feel that way. Yeah, there was something there. There was something there. Like, yeah, why is she so pissed off at him? Like, what did he do to her? <laughs> um, maybe she just realizes that he's a douchebag. Maybe, maybe yeah. She's a, she realized yeah. he's a piece of shit and she's going to call him on it. Yeah. Um, Scott turns around though and sees Ramona there. Um, and they talk about how like they want to do this, but they don't want to like let their past, you know, affect their current relationship. Um, at which moment fucking, uh, Scott sees Envy standing right behind her. Um, her band clash of the demon head is playing in Toronto tonight. And she invites Scott and all of his friends, including Ramona to come by and check them out. Um, she's going to put them on the list. <laughs> Uh, Scott then tells Ramona about Envy and Todd, which she goes, oh, I used to date a Todd once. Um, it's kind of funny because it's going to come back to play, but um, Scott wakes up in bed with other Scott and Jimmy and Wallace. <laughs> Wallace is just a fucking playboy. He's getting whatever he wants. Um, and they all start to have some kind of advice for him on what he should do and what he shouldn't do. Um, back at the band house, Steven's telling them that the band is going to open for Clash of Demon Head at a secret show. Um, you know, Scott, of course, protests to this, but they're, they're like, no, no, we need to get a following going. I don't even care. We want, you know, more people like, you know, into us. So we need money. Uh, Ramona's like, look, you got to face your problems. It'll be okay. Just just go ahead and do it. It's not going to be that bad. Um, Steven's like, yeah, I want to have stalkers. And as he says that, you see like knives in the window. <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny um oh by the way everything i read fan theories wiki pages everything is that julie has or had a crush on scott yeah okay um they're in college one of them even specifies that while they were in college he had a crush but he never liked her back so that's why she's angry at him now makes sense interesting okay. yeah definitely attracts which what doesn't track though is how all these attractive women are into him <laughs> I know, right? That, yeah. That's that the one thing me. that I just don't get. It me a lot. Um, so Knives uh, starts to freak out after after seeing Ramona. 
um, and she decides to go to the the uh, drugstore and get dye to dye her hair to try to be more like Ramona as she whines to her little sister about this girl. Can you believe she's in? Oh my God, I look so good. And she's uh-huh. like, I know how to get him back. So she texts young Neil and says that he's hot. That's like a single Chinese female. You remember that? <laughs> wow. wow. Nice deep cut. Um, so, uh, we're at the concert and sex, bomb is playing. And, uh, then they're at the bar. Um, and knives walks in. Um, Ramona goes to the bathroom and knives like shows up in the bathroom, kind of like in this weird fucking creepy stalker way. Yes. Um, they walk back out and knives is now hugging young Neil. Um, and they're talking about how Scott used to date her. And Ramona's like, how, how old is she? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Ooh, she's like wondering like Ooh, did I make a mistake here yes you made a mistake <laughs> um, Clash at Demon Head takes the stage and we find out that the bassist T- Todd Ingram um, played by Band- Brandon Roth is one of Ramona's evil exes so we have like I said Captain Marvel and Superman together um, and then I have a nice long clip here but I cut out I cut out as much of it as I could but there's just a lot going on but it's actually a pretty funny clip in some parts too um, so without further ado here we go that was devastating oh my god just oh my god yeah. you should see him live in a much better life I think I'm gonna throw up Ugh. I can't even believe I'm saying this but Envy Adams would like you all to come back stage all of us Daughter. Wait, how do you know Envy? Scott dated. Hey, Ramona. Hey, Todd. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we should get out of here. So, how was the tour? You guys play with the Pixies? You're like a superstar now. Yeah, it's uh, not really something I can put into words. Um, Envy, I read your blog. So, Scott and Ramona, eh? What of it? You guys make a cute couple, you know? Suit each other. You're my role model, Envy. Ramona, I like your outfit. Affordable. Envy, I was just gonna say, did you get those jeans in New York? I'm talking to Ramona right now. Ramona lived in New York. Oh, did she? I was just there. Played the Chaos Theater for Gideon. You know him, right? <gasps> I've kissed the lips that kiss you! Knives! <gasps> what? I'm not afraid to hit a girl. I'm a rock star. Oh my god. You punched the highlights out of her hair. You punched the highlights out of her hair! You are incorrigible. Would you pretend I just got wet from the rain? It's not raining. Oh. 
Then why don't you give me the cliff notes on how and why you ended up dating this a-hole? Is that really important right now? Well, if there's a key element in his backstory that's going to help me out in a critical moment of not dying, yes. I was only dating Lucas until the minute Todd walked by. I guess that's not very nice, but I used to be kind of like that. We hated everyone. We wrecked stuff. Nobody cared. He punched a hole in the moon for me. It was pretty crazy. A week and a half later, he told me his dad was sending him to Vegan Academy, so I dumped him. Have you dumped everyone you've ever been with? You've never been the dumpy? Look, I've dabbled in being a bitch. It's part of the reason I moved here. But I was really hoping to just leave it all behind me. Hey, lovebirds. We have unfinished business, I and he. He and me. Don't you talk to me about grammar. I dislike you, capiche? Tell it to the cleaning lady on Monday. What? Because you'll be dust by Monday. Um. Because you'll be pulverized in two seconds. And the cleaning lady, she cleans up dust. <laughs> she dusts. So, so what's on Monday? Because it's Friday now. She's the weekend's off, so Monday. Right? <sighs> Basically, you can't win this fight, so you're going to have to give up on this girl because Todd's going to kill you. You used to be so nice! Uh, Scott, we're gonna go to Pizza Pizza for a slice. Call us when you're done. Oh, he'll be done real soon. Sounds like someone wants to get funky. eggs bitch <laughs> <laughs> so and that was a long clip but it was good oh definitely there's a lot of good stuff <clears throat> and i cut out the entire like two minute base solo battle <laughs> yes yeah uh which i got mad at that point also because it's like d d d d and he played different notes other than d i know i know it'd have been way cooler I, if they put the real notes that were being played yes in. I, I totally agree with you. I was thinking the same thing. So, um, I and, also uh, love the whole cleaning lady bit. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> oh, that was an accidental fuck you, Doug. But I, I don't take it back. Hey, there's no accidental fuck you, Doug. 
Uh, the, the whole cleaning lady bit where he's like, it just was one of those like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because it should, should be dust. Yeah, but what is, where does Monday come into play? <laughs> she doesn't come up with this. Oh, okay. So I got you. And uh, the two, the vegan police is Thomas Jane. He's, he's I, I dig him as an actor. He's been in so many good things. He was the Punisher. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Played Roger Maris in 61 on HBO. And the other guy, Clifton Collins Jr., is also a fantastic character actor. Which one and is the one I, that looks kind of like Rob Schneider? Uh, that's Clifton College. Yeah. Okay. Not Thomas J. <laughs> Not Thomas J. No. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mentioned Clifton College Jr. because he just he was just on the Marin WTF podcast. Oh, nice. And it's a great interview. If you dig interviews like people you might not know, but he's like a because when you see him, you recognize him from everything. He's been yeah. in everything, and um, it was a cool interview because they talk about that and and his his upbringing, Mexican upbringing and stuff. Uh, real cool dude. He yeah. looks like if if uh, you crossed uh, Rob Schneider with Joe Trulio. <laughs> I could see that. Or Joe Lotrulio. <laughs> right, Joe Lotrulio. Yeah, like he looks like a combination of those two. Um, mm-hmm. But those two actors are the only people in this movie that are over thirty years old, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Also, once sense. again, I feel like Schwartzman had to been, but maybe not at this time. I don't know what year Schwartzman was born in. All right. Keep talking. I'll do the research. But if it's 2010, Schwartzman had been acting for a long time by that point. Well, he was very young when he, yeah, did, he started uh, young. when he did Rushmore. But I will check. You, yeah. You keep going. So he'd have to be born after 1980 to be under 30 in this movie. Um, He was 30. He was born 1980? He was born in 1980, but June 26th. So while they were filming, he was not 30. Okay. Okay. Checks out then. Yeah. Vegan police, go away. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> there you go. And Ch- he was chickens? only he was only 18 when he did Rushmore. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was yep. young. Was that yeah. his first movie? I believe so. The way that takes a minute to look up just because of the way IMDb changed their format. Yeah, I don't like the new format on sucks. it. Sucks. Also, they have the um, all cast and crew option now, but it's not the full cast. It's Rushmore really... was his first role. Oh, wow. And he killed it. Like, he did so Oh, fun. yeah. Yeah. Like, Rush, his performance in Rushmore was like. Well, he comes from an acting family. He's related to Talia Shire, as far as I remember. Um, he's like a. Is he, or maybe I'm making shit up now? I'm not I don't sure. Know. I'll, but I'll I mean, like, his performance in that movie, like, was so genuinely great and believable. Yeah. Um, was it Bill Murray that was in there with him? Oh yeah, his mom is Talia Shire. That's what it is. Okay. So he grew up in an acting family. He's related to the Coppola's. He was related. He's a cousin to Nicolas Cage. Um, mm. and related to all the Coppola's. Um, Francis Ford is his um uncle. So that's cool. Yeah. He yeah. Comes yeah. From, he's got a good pedigree. Just, just now thinking that like how like that was his like I mean crazy like yeah. that was his first role and that was like one of my like his performance yeah. was just ridiculously good. Or as 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 the kids today, I learned the young folks today, he's a nepo baby. A nepo baby. You haven't heard about nepo babies? No. He was nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any any kid who benefits from their parents is a nepo baby. Really? That's so you I mean learned every that. kid ever that existed. Well, no, no. No. Yeah. no, no, no. I mean, benefited. You know, their their current job is because of who their parents are. Oh, so you mean benefited occupationally? Because baby, you get because literally know. every kid benefits from the parents because they live in a house and they get fed food and like they have electricity. Because their parents want to watch you, you go and watch Shameless, and there are a lot of kids in there who don't benefit a fucking ounce from their parents. <laughs> Holy fuck, oh, Eric! <laughs> I really want you to make me artwork. I have an idea for some art. I want uh-huh. it to be Nepo babies. They make our dreams come true. <laughs> Nepo babies. And what it basically is going to be, it's going to be the Muppet babies, but as mm-hmm. a bunch of famous nepotism based actors like Jason Schwartzman can be Kermit. <laughs> it's such a deep cut. I don't know if that works. Yeah. It works you for know? me. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. And as we've but discovered anyway. on just surprise me, the entire world is my imagination come to life. So that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. But we're Nepo- just, Nepo babies, the more you know. 
more. Uh, all right. Well, on Meppo Babies, we're going to take our next break and come back and finish this movie up in part three. Oh, hey there. Uh, it's me, your buddy Eric, and I am here to remind you about the monthly art show at Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida. Every month, there's a different theme, sometimes movie-related, sometimes not. We've had MCU, we've had Star Wars, we've had John Carpenter, and all of these amazing local artists will contribute to the show. The art will be hanging all month long, but the best part is that you have the ability to purchase any of that local art and bring it home. Uh, Again, check out Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida, and tell them MOTCU sent you. 